Welcome to Pageant Planets Podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome to another episode today, Jesse and myself. We are going to be discussing five tips for finding and winning a new pageant. So Jesse, set the stage for us. Steven, something that is a shocking rarity in pageantry is a contestant staying with one system throughout the duration of their career. And frankly, I think that is a common mis- misconception that they do. So in reality, people think, okay, she was fully dedicated to system A and she finally found success. But the truth of the matter is they probably went to system A and then to system B, system C, and then back to system A. And because of that shared experience, they were successful. And many people get involved in pageants because they see one on TV and they watch it and they fall in love with it or they know someone that competed in a different system. However, once they get in the industry and they realize the variety of options available to them, it's so tempting to look elsewhere to find a system that better fits their natural skills and passions. Or, I mean, you can be totally committed to one, no big deal. And I've seen it become fruitful for some and others just prove to be self-unaware depending on their goals and myself included. And the the reasoning behind that is like Mallory Hagan, Miss America 2013. She was MAO all the way through from a teen to a miss and she never veered. That was her passion and her goal. And she had a great talent and interview and it made sense. But for me, my talent totally stinks. But I also had that one track mind of Miss America is my goal. But I didn't find true success finding the pinnacle of my pageant career until I found a system that didn't have talent that was focused around my skills like Miss International. So two perfect examples of knowing what your path is and understanding that is the right path and knowing what your path is and being on the wrong path. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. Because I feel like so much of the time, um, we have somebody in our life, um, like a Mallory Hagan, for example, and we see the way that she did it. And then it's like, oh, I've got to do it her way because like imitation is the highest form of flattery and you're looking up to them and say, this is like, she obviously had success. And so maybe I just need to sell out to one system regardless of like, (laughs) you know, what my current results are. And what I feel like is the biggest misnomer is like your path is like your path. It's your journey and your journey is not going to look like somebody else's. And I mean, from a business perspective and like to compare me and, and my wife, Renata knew what she was going to do like since she was 14. She wanted to be a nurse. And so, I mean, she in high school, she wanted to be a nurse. She went to college to be a nurse. She started working in nursing school. She went into the highest form of nursing, nurse practitioner. She stayed in nursing for a while and then she started a, a medical spa, which is still kind of in that realm of like, nursing you need to be at least a nurse in order to inject so now she does that and she does aesthetics it's all in the same space so she's 32 and she's got like 14 years of experience in this space at 32 and i between like which is unheard of uh, yeah like volunteering and all that stuff and um and then you have me and i was like a gypsy I mean, I was all over the place. I mean, I started a painting company. I was involved in like multi-level marketing things. I was waiting tables. I was um, like working for somebody else painting, like doing construction. Um, Just uh, I was doing a brand ambassador stuff. I worked at like Jason's Deli, which is like a cafeteria type of thing. Um, Modeling. I bought a football team like and then like pageantry. 
And so, and that was all over the place until I found my way. And, you know, like, I think that it's probably safe to say that I've built a successful company and Renata's built a successful career. Like Mallory has built a successful pageant um, career. And like what we were talking about earlier, just you and I offline, like Deshauna Barber, she kind of jumped around from this system to that, but she also built a um, successful career. So there is no right way to get to the journey and your journey is not going to look exactly like someone else's. That is so right. And in every industry, I think it's comparable. And today we wanted to talk about how do you go about transitioning between systems? If you see like, you know, I'm at a roadblock or I want to try something new and we've established five tips for doing so and being successful at it. Yeah. So in, when we're doing this, we're not talking about, um, what we're talking about is almost like how to find the system and then also how to find the system that's right for you. Because Mm -hmm. there are systems that have amazing, just call them mission statements. There's something um, that says about the whole organization that you might really be connected to. But it all depends on your goals as as an individual. Like, is your goal to win that pageant? Or is your goal to, in essence, like kind of just be involved in a really great organization? And so there's, you have to know why you are competing. And so this is going to cover um, both of those angles. So Jesse, why don't you dive into the first one? Yeah, the first one is identify. And what I mean by that is because there are so many systems with so many different facets of competition, you may not know where to look. And the first thing you can do is ask around to your new pageant friends for lots of systems they've competed in themselves. I mean, Usually, you know, one person and they know three people and they know five people and just your web gets massive. So I would just say start asking around and they will either have a positive or a negative thing to say about those pageants. And that'll help you determine which might be the right fit for you. But just because it is the only other system you've heard of doesn't mean it's the right choice. So really take your time to explore the options. Yeah. So I have this rule when I'm hiring a new company or service. And this is this rule was established because of a lot of heartbreak I've experienced in hiring other companies. And whenever I'm going into a new industry, for example, like whenever I was hiring a, a new tech team, um, I didn't know what I didn't know because I don't have a strong tech background. So I forced myself to, I have to, interview at least five different companies right so what that did is it helped me understand what everybody's sales pitch were and then i started to realize um similar uh, similarities or dissimilar dissimilarities and <laughs> how people approached it the projects etc and so that's part of my education process so now whenever i'm venturing into something unknown i force myself to interview at least five and the more unknown it is i force myself to interview more than that so how this pertains to you and your pageant if you are new to the pageant industry and you don't really know what you don't know And the only way to figure out what you don't know is to talk to people who are in the know. So you want to interview like a lot of different pageants and uh, like directors. You want to look at their websites, compare and contrast, or talk to the um, a bunch of different girls from different systems. I love that, and I love it for a couple different reasons too. Because we do our best in pageantry every year, and we're about to be in the thick of it, which is both exciting and overwhelming because there are so many amazing nominations that people we've never heard of before, which is the best. 
And we have so many categories that you can also look at. So not just your referrals, but check our list, best Mrs. Pageant, Ms., teen, preteen, national, international, prize package. So whatever your goal is, if you want to walk away with some fat cash, check that prize package list. I mean, we have all of the info siphoned for you. Yeah. So I love that rule of five. And that's another place you can look to get to that final five. Yeah, correct. And then a, f- a few other features that we have along those lines. So we have our best in pageantry okay. lists. We also have um, a pageant match feature. So if you go on our homepage, it'll say like, hey, let us match you with a new system. You click that, you fill out a little questionnaire. And what we do is we basically, depending on how you answer those questions, we send your email address to the directors whom you qualify for. Like, hey, do you, like to every director whose pageant you qualify for, we send you their email address and then they reach out to you. So you can say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize these particular all these pageants were here and then you can use that knowledge and then uh, research the ones that you like. Or if you don't want to do that and if you don't want directors to contact you, you can use the filtering options on our, if you just click uh, pageant on our website, um, you can use the filtering options there to narrow down the pageants based on where you live, um, your age and like uh, phase of competition, et cetera. And then that'll pull up the different pageants that again, like you qualify for and you can do a research that way. But either way, it'll put you in a position where you could start to interview and research way more than just one pageant. So you can find the one that's truly best for you. And um, yeah, that you identify with as far as like my strengths would match this particular pageant. Well, and you totally segued perfectly into the number two bullet point, and that's research. So once you've identified those systems that you want to explore or you found your new home, your pageant home, dive into it. A good benchmark is to look at the past five years of results, winners, photos. Beyond that, it's a great history, but usually pageant trends don't last that long. Or you'll see a system start to kind of change what they're looking for. But anything beyond that is just fun, but not necessary. And in the digital age, you should be able to use hashtags, regular tags of photos of people, websites to give you a great dive into what type of winner that system is looking for and what other qualities do well that you can adapt to your personal brand. But I would say when you're doing that search, don't get caught up in the overanalyzing the competition. If you see a contestant, she might have placed in the top five the last couple of years and you know they're competing again, don't get overwhelmed. Instead, look at the choices they made as well as the winner and what other finalists have done and see what they have in common. But don't try to copy or psych yourself out that they have something magical that you don't. You can apply all of those same things. If you're a preteen contestant or a parent of a preteen contestant and you see the top five for the last five years all wearing ball gowns, you likely won't want to go for a ball a fitted gown. You'll want to stick with the trend because you see that that's successful. So that's what I mean when I say that. Yeah, that's good. And with this too, like as you're doing your research, it's always very beneficial to do research with an expert because especially if this is your first time competing and if you really want to um, if you really want to win a bigger title like something beyond the local level, um, you're going to need help outside help and pageantry can absolutely change your life like when you win this crown you can open up doors of opportunity that will bring you like fame and wealth and opportunities that you would never have if it wasn't for the industry so by partnering up with someone whether it's a coach that you find um, on our directory 
or like maybe you happen to befriend somebody who is a pageant expert or again you're just using um, our membership portal which is $29 a month at the very lowest level and you're asking us questions of like hey I'm competing in the system what kind of evening gown is like best for, for me to like explore. Um, mm-hmm. So regardless, like having an expert, somebody in your corner that works in this industry day in and day out and who have seen people transform their lives will be a tremendous value there. So yeah, yeah. you do want to research and you also kind of want to research with someone else that will help you um, focus on what's important and say, don't worry about their hairstyles. Like, don't, don't worry about that. You've got a completely different hair structure. It doesn't matter. And, you know, don't worry about it. So they can just, again, help you focus on the things that are important. Yeah. I think this is a, a funny caveat is that all of my experiences in pageantry are self-taught. And I did all this research myself back in the day, Stephen knows, like with a composition notebook. And I took notes on who wore their hair up, who wore their hair down, what colors did well. But it also took me 13 years to win an international title. So your learning curve does not have to be 13 years. I've done the hard stuff. (laughs) So and other coaches have too, not just me. But don't feel like if you do it alone, that's great. And you can be successful that way. But it'll happen a lot quicker if, Steve, like Steven said, you're pairing yourself with an expert that can help you cut through the noise. Because it really didn't matter who wore their hair up and who wore their hair down. But it was like a, a statistical analyst back then. Things have changed, as you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's important to do that with somebody else. But, like, know that if you do it by yourself, it, you could still work. But help yourself along. You know what's crazy? That, like, you and I followed the same path. I just went business and you went pageantry, right? Like, yes. <laughs> but it was like, it took me forever before I could create something that was like successful. I mean, for those of you who don't know my story, I lost everything twice by the time I was like 26. Um, it, just trying different things. But like, if I would have known to lean on an expert or a coach or a career consultant or something like that, I could have got to where I was going a lot faster, but I didn't. I was just reading books. I'm like, ah, let me try this. Ah, let me try that. And I was using life as an experience because there's really only two ways to learn in life. One is like through the experience of someone else, i.e. books, podcasts like this one, um, communicating with like friend, whatever. And then your own life experience. That's really the only two ways. And so, you know, if you hire a coach, you can crush your learning curve by like years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why not? Especially if it's only going to cost you. I mean, I think our most expensive for a membership is like $148 a month. And you get like eight one-on-one coaching sessions a month. So it's like you can cover a lot of ground in those eight different sessions for like 148 bucks. Or again, like if you, if you want to go even more of a personalized and in-face person, you're going to pay $50 an hour to up to like $200 an hour at the very top part. And even at like, you know, even at $200 an hour, if it could save you like five years of competing, right. To get you to where you want to go faster, is it worth it? And I would say, yes, it is worth Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And both, both avenues have worked for people. Like we've, People have paid $200 an hour and they find success very rapidly. And we have people that pay 40, like, well, it used to be 40, 70, $70 a month approximately for VIP coaching and they've won national titles. So it's whatever works for you. Yeah, completely. 
Okay, and that's okay, so and that goes on to the journey, right? Like no, but yeah. no two people's journey looks the same. Okay, so yes. that's the first one is identity. Second is research. What's number three? Tip number three is interview, and this was my favorite part of preparation. So after I watched several years of pageant videos for the pageant I was competing in, I made notes of who some of my favorite contestants were, and this could be contestants that placed well or I thought I had star quality and just admired. And then I thought about what questions were giving me the most stress about the pageant experience. Were there new appearances I wasn't used to and didn't know how to dress for? Where do I put all of my energy during the pageant week? Because if you're competing in a week-long pageant, there's so much that goes into it as far as keeping yourself sane. Were there rumors about using sponsors I wanted the, I wanted the truth about from someone that didn't win? Um, like, did it matter to them, et cetera? The only people who can really truthfully answer those are those that have lived it. So I've broken this down in like some sub steps. And the first step is identify three to five past winners or contestants that you can pinpoint what you like about them. And step two, reach out to them, tell them that specific thing you admire. So first of all, you're like, hey, I loved in your onstage question when you said this. And then ask if they wouldn't mind answering some questions for you either in writing or via phone, which works best for them. And then step three, conduct that interview. So ask them the questions. And step four, send a written thank you, either via mail or digital, leaving um, a few days after a few days to let them know that you're still thinking about the information they shared and how grateful you are. And having that specific item to lead with goes a long way. So, hey, I saw you competed in this pageant. And I want to ask you some questions, right? Oh my gosh, that is so critical. You know, I- I've, had people as you have to reach out over the years for a particular question. And they're just like, Hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, I never heard from this person at all, ever. I don't even know who they are, but um, especially when I got started and I, and you know, I was handling all of our social media and all of our emails and all of our blogs or whatever. And they would just lead in with a question. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, Hello. Yeah, I know. Like, hey, I really appreciate like whatever, you know, but like if someone pays you a compliment, um, it does kind of break the ice some and you realize that they have kind of a genuine um, either appreciation or at least an understanding of what it is that your your value add is. Um, And then it makes you want to help that person more. So it's just like general courtesy. You know, it's kind of like if a guy just came up and said, hey, give me your number. (laughs) <laughs> without like complimenting you first or saying something like nice to you his like likelihood of converting is going to go way down yeah my likelihood of calling the police is probably going to go way up <laughs> so anyway so okay. i i honestly those interviews alone i stand by i would not have won miss international without them because it put me in the right frame of mind. I knew what to really like, cut the noise and focus on what was important. And because in many systems, there's so much talk behind the scenes and you don't know what's what you need to focus on. And I should say every system, there's talk behind the scenes. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. And it's 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 normally started by like coaches, honestly, like coaches or like disgruntled parents. Um, and it, it's like... It could, they've seen something, but a lot of it is story, so much story versus actual hard facts. They see something, they make up a story of what that thing means versus doing any investigative research at all. So, like the interviews that you've conducted really helps sort through the fog and sort through the noise. And you're like, oh, okay, well, this makes a lot of sense. Right. 
Yep. And then you so, can compete with confidence, right? Because you're not like mm-hmm. worried about this mysterious unknown variable that you have zero control over because that's really disempowering. Well, I competed at Miss International with almost for a period. So there's a, you're there for a week and you're doing appearances every day and your rehearsals every day. So I'm looking at contestants who have $500 cocktail dresses for every single one of those things. They're changing so they are wearing two outfits a day. Oh. So I know they spent, or they, and they look amazing. And most of my wardrobe was borrowed. Mm-hmm. So if I would have not talked to people and been like, hey, where do you put your value on competing? Like, what do you wish you hadn't focused on? And so many people that I interviewed said rehearsal outfits and appearance outfits and being like looking perfect for that. Like, look great. Look your best and feel confident, but you don't have to do all the circus around it. And because I knew that, I looked at them and I could appreciate how great they looked but it didn't take anything away from me. And mentally I was able to stay even through that whole process, which can really eat people alive if they don't know that. Yeah. That's where it goes. Like knowledge is power. It is so powerful. Yep. That's great. Okay. Anything right, do you fun want one now? Okay. I was going to say you, you want to move on. All right. What's the, what's the fun one? Yeah. The fun one is you get to shop and <laughs> I think that's everyone's favorite part about a pageant. Well, like, Except maybe a parent if they are contributing or whoever's buying the thing. Yeah. Still shopping, even if you're paying yourself, is fun. And it's no secret that things worn for one pageant just may not work for another. Some pageants are more modest. Others are more driven by sex appeal. Some are looking for a congressperson. Others hoping to attract an e-news correspondent. So you should not assume that if you have, okay, my pageant had an interview and evening gown. Great. This pageant has evening gown and interview. Like you should not plan to have your entire wardrobe completely translate. And as a result of your research that you did on step two, um, you should have an idea of what you're looking for. So, so often I see contestants ignore these obvious needs to make changes because they don't want to invest or they don't believe they need to, but you need to be realistic with your goals. And if you don't want to win and you just want the experience, that is totally fine. Or you want to like put your hat in the ring on your first year and just do well Totally save the money. Not a big deal. But if you're hoping to win, you may need to reevaluate. Yeah. And speaking of shopping, you can shop on our new dress feature. You can now buy dresses directly from Pageant Planet. And if you have wardrobe that you want to sell, you can sell that wardrobe on Pageant Planet too. So, But not only contestants are the ones uploading dresses, we also have retailers throughout the world uploading their dresses too and different designers also. So you can buy dresses direct from designers, direct from retailers, or from past contestants themselves or people could be buying their dress from you 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 can just create a contestant retailer or designer profile and then that will unlock the ability for you to start uploading dresses to sell simple as that well and i'll say some of the dresses i've seen on there are customs Mm -hmm. and when i'm in a pageant and i see a dress i've never seen before or i haven't seen a hundred times and we know what we're talking about there Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, I wish, like I never could have afforded a custom when I was competing. Like it just wasn't in the cards for me as a person at that time in my life. But if I could have bought a custom secondhand, knowing what it looked like beforehand that I know the vast majority of people have never seen, but still looks really striking. Heck yeah, I would totally do it. Oh my gosh. So there I've seen like, oh my God, there's one particular amazing yellow gown on there. And you guys know how I feel about yellow, but I'm like, oh my gosh, had I been competing, this would have been my gown for sure. So You'll see things you haven't seen a million times there, which is really exciting. Well, and the other thing that, because um, we were asking our staff, like, what is it unique about our feature? Like, what do you like about our um, our 
uh, new shop feature where you can buy and sell dresses. And Allison, who's our queen of editing, said, you know, one feature that I really like is the you can remain anonymous. Whereas like on Facebook groups and stuff, you have to comment below. And, you know, everybody are kind of part of the same things. And so the, your competition knows what dress you're actually like looking at, like buying. That's a great point. And I was like, oh, wow, I never even thought about that. But for through ours, like you can private message the person who's selling. Um, and the other thing that we have, which I felt like was the biggest thing, is like we guarantee the dress is going to show up and it's going to look like the image and match the description or we refund your money. And we can do that um, because of just how we've structured our whole like our whole our whole model. So if you buy it, it doesn't show up um, like the person was promoting, or it doesn't show up at all. Like we refund your money, so there's zero like zero risk for the person actually doing the buying. Yeah, I think I might go buy that dress. <laughs> I don't have any reason to wear it, and I already have a yellow dress, but. It might be kind Whatever. of weird for you to walk down the aisle in a yellow dress, but like I don't you know, have to wear it for my wedding. I <laughs> MC still. I do things. I do things outside of just get married. Well, <laughs> you are in the, anyway. the the dress shopping season with the wedding approaching next year, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. Well, we're locked in there, so no worries. But I'll probably sell that on Pageant Planet afterwards anyway. Anyway, <laughs> step. Step five. So we've come to the end of our steps. The last one is to connect. So even if you found your new pageant through our site, odds are you likely know someone who knows someone who is also competing in that pageant or goes every year or volunteers, etc. Ask that someone who knows someone to introduce you to them and do your absolute very best to keep the competition out of the segment. So this is like this is kind of like a non-coaching coaching tip and it's an opportunity for you to let your guard down and open yourself up to everything pageantry has to offer. And I'm not saying you need to lay your cards on the table, wear your heart on your sleeve. This is just one less thing for you to stress about, oh my gosh, I don't know anyone. This is a brand new system, especially if that person has competed in that system before. So they might be a good resource for you. However, the confidence and relaxation it provides to know that you'll walk in pageant day, know someone, it's a relief and a friendly face goes such a long way. And don't be afraid to be that for others and do not overextend yourself beyond your emotional capabilities. So I don't want you to be a friend to everyone if you don't if you know mentally you can't handle that and it should be nice to everyone being able to be a friend and um, finances, like don't bring a gift for everyone if you can't do that financially, but it is a positive to try to create a genuine bond before you arrive. So use your network. And in this industry, I promise your network is bigger than you think. Yeah. And I feel like this is the reason why people get addicted to pageants so much. It's because you have so many friends in the system you're competing for. Yes. So like I have a story I was in this at, at this particular pageant I was talking to a group of moms and it was like me and like five moms <laughs> and they were all just like ripping on the pageant director just ripping on uh, on this poor uh, person and I said why do you still come year after year I saw you here last year you're here this year like why do you just out of curiosity why do you still come oh we love everyone that's here and you know it's a great resort and all that stuff and we're just having a good time like i was like oh got it so like but it shows you that they weren't even in love and like their particular daughters um three of them like their daughters weren't even competing they were just coming back because they loved so much everybody else that was involved um and it was just like oh we're just here because it's it's a great time but it just goes to show you like people compete 
for those relationships. And I feel like that's one of the biggest take-home factors is the friendships and the camaraderie that you build throughout your pageant journey. Totally true. Yeah. So you want to summarize it? Yeah. So in summary, I don't care how many pageants you have done. If you're taking a leap into a new system, you should plan to dedicate at least 20 hours into exploring the history, past winners, and pageant trends to understand how your brand fits in and provides value. So that's your brand. Who are you and what do you bring to that system? And one title is completely exclusive from the other. There's like no, like no certainty, like, but great posture, poise will translate no matter what. So go the extra mile to set yourself up for success with those hard skills. But lastly, do not get stuck in the expectations of others to stay in a system that you feel in your heart isn't the right match for you just because of what society tells you means success. And if pageantry is your passion and a title is your goal, you can make a difference with a crown and sash of any level if you're willing to put in the time and energy. Yeah. And thanks so much for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or for ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Until next time. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.